All right. Welcome back to Mind Over Money. I'm Van Pappas, Certified Financial Planner and Private CFO with Oxygen Financial. And every week on Thursday, we bring you some great financial tips. We try to come up with some life hacks on how to make your wallet fatter. And uh, this week, we got a, a special guest, uh, Miss Kelly Carter with us. Uh, Kelly is... Uh, done so many things that I'm so impressed with. She's got a book out, right, called The Practical Guide to Going Gluten. Um, she runs a blog site called fatceliac.net. Um, and I wanted to bring her on to talk about shopping and eating right. And, you know, listen, everything we do in life costs money. We wake up in the morning, we get in the shower, we turn on the water, that costs money. We go outside, we go out to eat, that costs money. And so I thought, Kelly, we could talk a little bit about, you know, some of the tips and tricks that you've come up with on how to shop well and how to eat well. And, you know, I, I know you've got celiac and so you eat gluten, but no one else in your family eats gluten. So that's got to be a challenge, right? Yes and no. Let's, let's, you said I'm the only one that eats gluten. I'm the only one that eats gluten free. Everybody oh. else eats gluten. You're right. <laughs> I said that backwards, didn't I? Yeah, yeah it's fine. I eat gluten free. Can, 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 can you just yeah. give me a bowl of gluten? I actually can. Oh, really? You can just eat a bowl of gluten? Yes. There is something at the grocery store you can buy called Vital Gluten. And you can put it in a bowl and eat it. Yes, you can. Why would anyone want to do that? I It's not typically eaten that way. Typically, it is added to baking products okay. to enhance the sponginess or glueiness of a baking product. So um, maybe I want to make bread and I'm like going to throw that into to the bread mix. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um. And gluten is a protein found in wheat, rye, and barley. Um, so it's not just wheat, but it's rye and barley. And celiac disease is an autoimmune disease where if you, it's the only autoimmune disease with a known trigger. So it's unique in the autoimmune disease world. And, and gluten is that trigger. And gluten is that trigger. So even the smallest amount will get us there. Now, this causes a problem because gluten-free products are significantly more expensive than their gluten-filled counterparts. For example, a loaf of, you know, nature's own honey wheat bread at the Publix down the street is $3.85. A similar gluten-free product is $7.99 for a loaf of bread. Wow, that's a big so difference. It's a huge difference. And um, it... You have to be very strategic in how you grocery shop and how you eat if you're trying to um, maintain some sort of normal budget for how people eat. Um, and so in our house, I'm the only one that eats gluten-free, um, but most of the meals I cook are gluten-free. And when I cook, I focus on whole foods, dairy products, and um, proteins, lean proteins. So I don't buy a lot of pre-processed food. Um, another example is pizza. Everybody loves pizza. A regular Red Baron pizza costs $4.50 um, and can feed probably two or three people. Normally a gluten-free pizza costs 
$11.99 and might serve one. So wow. it's a big difference. I, I've noticed, speaking of pizza, because we do eat a lot of pizza in our household, that seems to be one of the only items my son wants to eat. Um, <laughs> but I do notice when I go to the grocery store that it seems like, I don't know about the Red Baron, because I, I don't buy Red Baron, but it seems like I remember seeing that there's DiGiorno, and then DiGiorno has a gluten-free option. They do. But I've never looked at the price, so I guess what you're saying is I need to start comparing those items to see if maybe I can find something that's not too expensive in the gluten-free area. Oh, no, that's the normal price of things. The way to get around the gluten-free um, pizza issue is um, Costco has a package of three gluten-free pizzas for $15.99. So you can bring the cost down. And what I typically do is if and those are cheese pizzas. So if I want a pepperoni pizza, I just buy separate pepperoni and add it to the pizza later. Right. Because um, pepperoni doesn't contain gluten, correct? You, you have to be careful. Some pepperonis do, really? some pepperonis don't. Okay. Yeah. So will it display? I know that in our country, we've gotten to putting things on the packaging for, for gluten and, and all that. So if I went and bought a, you know, a big long tube of pepperoni, it's going to say whether it's got gluten in it. So let's be specific. So the FDA about 10 or 15 years ago, the FDA defined the term gluten-free. Um, and what that means is the, the product does not contain any gluten ingredients and the total um, amount of gluten in the product is less than 20 parts per million. Okay, so gluten-free has a very specific definition. You will see on, um, and so if you go to the store and buy a product that says gluten-free, it's safe for a celiac to consume. Now, you will go to restaurants and find a new term called gluten-friendly, which is not necessarily gluten-free. They're telling you that they, because gluten-free has a specific legal definition, the restaurant or wherever you are is being very careful to not be sued if someone gets sick from eating their product. So it's tricky. So I know one of the blog articles I read on your blog site was how to order gluten-free at a restaurant. So since you mentioned going to a restaurant, you know, is there, I mean, how, you know, I go to the restaurant, I'm like, hey, I want, uh, you know, this hamburger. I want this. I don't think about it, right? But right. there's a certain thing. I mean, are restaurants now putting specific items on the menu that are gluten-free? Yes. So when I go to a restaurant, number one, I typically look up the restaurant prior to going, making sure they have gluten-free options. One of your favorite restaurants in town, down the street and around the corner, has zero gluten-free options. I can never, ever eat there. Um, I have a lot fine. of favorites. You might need to be more specific than that. Well, I didn't want to call them out, but it's the Mad Italian. They have- Oh, yeah, yeah, options. yeah. I do like the Mad Italian, yeah. <laughs> and I hear they make a wonderful cheesesteak. But it's not, not gluten-free. Oh, God, no. no because no, of the no. bread? Because of the bread. Um, mm. And the meat, depending upon if they marinate it or not marinated, 
Um, there's also issues with cross-contamination. For example, if they cook the meat on the same surface or in the same pan where they just heated up a piece of bread, for example, that can cause okay. a problem. So then it sounds like it's very difficult for restaurants because now you're talking about they have to have really a separate cooking area for those items to make sure that it doesn't cross-contaminate. In an ideal world, yes, they would. Have are you seeing when you go out to eat? Are you seeing? All right, they have a gluten-free menu. Are the prices of those meals reflective of the fact that the food cost for gluten-free is higher? We just said when you get a loaf of bread, it's going to cost more than you know, uh, you know, a non-gluten-free loaf of bread. So, are the restaurants incorporating that in, and all of a sudden you say, "Hey"? This hamburger is a gluten-free hamburger, but it's a couple of dollars more than the regular burger they sell. So interesting that you asked that question because um, about seven years ago, P.F. Chang's got sued for exactly doing that. So what they were doing was they had a menu item that was a certain price on the regular menu. There was no change to the how they prepared it or anything like that, but they put it on a gluten-free menu and added two or three dollars to the charge. They got sued because it was exactly the same product, but they were overcharging people to order from the gluten-free menu. Yeah. Now there's a pro and a con to that because they they could have taken extra precautions requiring more labor to produce that gluten-free product versus the gluten versus the same menu item, just not instigating those protocols. So there's pros and cons to all of this. And it's, um, but now in the current world, typically we don't pay more for gluten-free items at restaurants unless they're making significant changes to the item. Gotcha. Well, shifting to grocery shopping, we talked yes. a second ago about the difference in prices. And, you know, listen, I'm not the healthiest eater. I'll admit no, it. Um, <laughs> I eat what I like. Um, and it drives my wife crazy because I go to the grocery store and do the majority of the grocery shopping. And sometimes I just go, well, I like that and I get it. And so she's like, did you come home with anything healthy? And so I want to talk a little bit about when I'm at the grocery store, how do I, how do our listeners who are literally trying to, to change their mindset and look at their wallet and say, how do I get the maximum value knowing that all right, when I go over to the produce session, section, they've got regular produce and then they got the organic produce and the organic produce is more expensive. So why? How do I deal with that? What you know? What what should we be doing to try to eat as healthy as possible without breaking the bank? So first things first, eat what you like. Like don't try to branch out. I mean, make sure you eat what you like because there's no point in buying something that's going to just rot in your refrigerator. That doesn't make any sense. So eat what you like. Um, like in our house, um, we like berries and oranges and apples. And so I buy those in bulk, but broccoli, I don't buy big heads of broccoli at one time because they'll go bad before we ever get a chance to eat it. Um, 
so you got to be, that's the very first thing. Um, then organic versus non-organic. There are lots of studies out there that talk about the dirty dozen of, you know, GMO things and all these other things. Um, you know, it is what your wallet can bear. You know, um, organic does it, uh, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But um, also there's the fresh versus frozen. You know, it is better to buy produce in season. So if you're buying green, bean, uh, green beans in the early spring when they're in season down here in the South, they're going to cost a lot less than if you buy green bean, fresh green beans in December. And then you can buy a whole bunch of green beans, process them and throw them in the freezer. So now you've bought green beans on the cheap in season and they're in your freezer, easy to process. So that's sort of how we eat. I also have subscribed to something called consumer supported agriculture, where every week, um, I go and pick up a box of veggies and basically it is a farm that what they've grown on the farm that week, they provide to me in this box and it's $30. This week I got watermelon, cantaloupe, spaghetti squash, cucumbers, potatoes, tomatoes. I probably got $45 worth of value. Do you get to pick what's in the box no. or it's just a random box? It's a random box of whatever they bought this, whatever they grew this week, whatever they harvested is what you get. And what is this service called? It's called Consumer Supported Agriculture. Or Consumer CSA. Supported Agriculture. I'm yeah. assuming I can Google that and they'll come right up. And it's yeah. and it's a monthly fee, a weekly fee. A... So you can, so the one that I subscribe to, um, I subscribe to the whole season. So from May to October, and I get a box every other week because it's too much for us to eat on a weekly basis. So we get it, we process it and eat it. Like one time we had gotten so many tomatoes, I didn't know what to do with them. So that I threw them all in the crock pot and made a tomato soup that's now in my freezer for in the winter when it's cold and it's time for tomato soup. That's smart. That's smart. So you're you're basically saying, hey, I'm saving money by buying it this way. And to make sure I don't avoid or have waste, you know, or things go bad, I'm taking what I know I can eat and basically creating something that I can freeze and use at a future date. I like that. Yes. That's so, putting mind over money right there. Yes. So, and... You know, it does require some work. Please don't get me wrong. This is, if we're talking about convenience over um, time, like, you know, a can of Campbell's tomato soup is perfectly fine. You know, if you don't have the time or the effort to go and do this. But I feel like everybody has time to do some pr food prep on the weekend. You can find an hour. You can throw some things in the crock pot. You can cut up veggies, watching TV. Like you can do all of these things to save money. You were talking about eating out. We probably eat out once or twice a week because I have, there'll be Sunday afternoons where I cut up vegetables to do a crock pot dump meal. 
just throw all the ingredient, you know, chop them up on Sunday when I've got time, put them in a Ziploc bag for the refrigerator or the freezer, pull it out, throw it in the crock pot, and six or eight hours later, it's done and ready to eat. Now, th that service is just going to be fruits and vegetables, right? They do offer a meat CSA as well. Okay. So, so that's a little different. Same concept, okay. just a box of random meats? No, you can select. So with this particular group, you can select you want beef or pork or chicken. And they will provide you, and they sort of tell you, um, you know, you'll get this many pounds of ground beef, you'll get this many pounds of sirloin, you'll get this many so pounds of It can of be very, very planned. You're yes. not You're not just going blind and go, here's my box today. Right, with the proteins, yeah. With the yeah. vegetables, it's, hey, look at what I yeah. got. But that's, I love it. I love it. And I'm always, and the other benefit to the CSA is you get a wider variety of things. Like I find that in the winter, I buy the same fruits and vegetables, whereas this sort of makes me branch out a little bit. And these are all locally grown, so they're not shipping them from, you know, across the country. That is correct. Which means that you are going to be limited in whatever's grown. Uh, is this a, a service that is just here in the Southeast or are they all over the country? All over the country. Okay. Um, and they're all, it's a super cool sort of underground thing. Um, you know, lots of people should be doing it. And I think more people did it during the pandemic. Um, but like if you're going to a farmer's market on a Saturday or Sunday to buy fresh fruits and vegetables, why not just subscribe to the CSA and get it a little cheaper? Not to mention you're saving on your gas. You're not having to get in the car and drive to the farmer's market. Right. Right. It's all so already fixed. We're saving twice there. Yay. <laughs> um, well, that's, that sounds awesome. I'm really impressed. And I guess, you know, obviously... Um, when you're at the grocery store buying stuff, you know, we talked about fresh, 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 but, you know, there are some things that we have to get that are processed. I any tips or tricks if I'm going down, you know, the, the can aisle or the whatever aisle, you know, so where, where it might not necessarily be a fresh fruit or a fresh produce or a fresh piece of meat. I got that. Um, and please don't get me wrong. I do supplement with all sorts of canned and frozen fruits and vegetables. The biggest trick to that is, um, I, again, we're in the Southeast. We have the grocery stores we have. Some of the grocery stores have buy one, get one. I always stock up. When there's a buy one, get one free, always stock up. Another grocery store has 10 for 10. You don't have to buy 10 of the particular item. But that's a, that's a great them. point. That is a misperception. People see that and they're like, oh, I got to get 10 of these items. But you get those. If, if it's 10 for $10, you can buy five of them and it, it'll only cost you $5. Right. And then you've got a something in your pantry to just pull out on that day when you've had a rough day. You don't know what you're going to eat. Oh, look, I've got this handy dandy can of whatever to throw in with my grilled protein and you're set and ready to go. Yeah. Or if you're really smart, you've done protein prep during the week on the weekend and you just pull a protein out of the fridge, throw a can of whatever in a pot to heat it up and you're ready to go. Yeah. 
Well, we, we have actually, I'm so surprised. We're at 20 minutes already here. So we're going to, we're going to wind it down. Um, those of you watching, um, you know, if you want to learn how to go gluten, you see there on the scroll below us, the practical guide to going gluten. I think you can get that on Amazon, correct? Yes. Practical guide to going gluten free. Gluten free. <laughs> Got to get that right. Right. Because I, eating... I just want the gluten, man. Give me the gluten. <laughs> and it's delicious. And I highly recommend that if you can't eat gluten, eat the gluten. Eat right. it all. Right. All. So the gluten is not necessarily bad for you, right? Just for you because of the celiac, it is. But right. the general public doesn't need to say, oh, I've got to eat gluten because that's necessarily a healthier way, right? Oh, gosh, it is not. Um, so several studies have come out saying that the gluten, if you don't have celiac disease, that you do need to eat a diet with some gluten in it because the gluten-free diet is lacking in several nutrients, B vitamins, fiber, copper, magnesium. These are important vitamins and minerals that your body needs. Um, and eating gluten-free really decimates that in your body. So they don't recommend that unless you have celiac disease or non-celiac gluten sensitivity, really gluten's not going to hurt you. Well, thank you, Kelly, for coming on the show. And people check her book out on Amazon. And maybe we'll get you to come back like once or twice a year and just give us an update on on how gluten-free we need to be. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week with another Mind Over Money. Thanks.